Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I, this is going to be a part two and possibly even many more parts um, on the same subject of excellence. Excellence is the key. I want to continue on this because, um, well, first of all, I've had a lot of response, which shows me I'm hitting a vein. So I'm going to continue in this vein. But um, before I get started, I want to tell you two things. This is not um, a book club by any means, but I want to tell you something. If you are called to the ministry, I have a very good suggestion for you. I have two very good suggestions for you. Number one, get the book Six Steps to Excellence in Ministry by Kenneth Copeland. If you're called to full-time ministry and you haven't read that book, please go get that book. Read it right now. It's like 70 pages. It's very short. Get started with that book. My other suggestion, which is even more, even more important, is go to Bible school. Um, many of you know of River University here in Tampa, Florida. I highly recommend this Bible school. I went to this Bible school and now we teach in this Bible school and it is, um, I may be partial to it, but I would say it's the best Bible school in the world. So, you know, people who have come out of this Bible school have started churches all over the world. Many of them are really taking over nations, like quite literally taking over nations um, because of what's been sown to them in this Bible school. So I, I highly recommend it. And then I want to say this because I know I have a lot of people that listen that have already graduated Bible school. And for you, I say, go and read Six Steps to Excellence in Ministry one more time. If you already read it, go ahead and read it again, get a highlighter. And uh, and learn something. And this is the other thing I want to suggest to you. It's okay if when you finish Bible school, if you haven't, um, you know, stepped straight into the fullness of your calling, but don't not step into something. You need to step into something. And whether the, and if you don't have an opportunity or an invitation to preach, you need to get down on a street corner and preach. You need to you need to set up your own outreaches. You need to start somewhere. And I want to tell you the people that I've seen that have gone overseas and started a church with just them, just their wife and their kids, and now have uh, more than a thousand in a building, and uh, you know, and, and things that have rapidly turned over for people because they just went after the call of God. They decided while they were in Bible school that God put them in the ministry, and that when 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 it was time to launch, they were going, they were not going to hold anything back. And so I've seen that time and time again with people that um, have graduated Bible school that have felt like they're waiting for God to do something. So I want to, this is, this is why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to encourage people that it's not too late to get started and, uh, and God does want to open doors for you, but you do need to get started somewhere. And, you know, maybe a, a thousand um, person church has not invited you to speak there yet. And that's okay because you can get started with something else and you can get started winning souls and you can get started impacting people in your realm of influence um, because God wants to promote you. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to speak about before I get into the, to the main um, text though. Um, several years before we were, um, God, you know, opened a door for us to go into the ministry. We were ministering in our workplace and um, God put it on my heart so many times that um, the story of David and how David was faithful wherever he was at. When he was in the the sheepfold, he was faithful, and and then you know he killed the lion and he killed the bear, and he showed God he would be faithful with that with that with those sheep. And then God you know took him to that battle 
with Goliath and and God gave him the 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 key to take out the giant and then God raised him up to be king. And so you know, when you look at the life of David, you look at somebody who loved God and you know, was was elevated because of faithfulness, and and uh, and God raised up just a little boy who even his father didn't think he was fit to be king. Couldn't have imagined how David could have been the one to be kicked to be um, picked as king. So if you feel like you're the most unlikely suspect to be anything, that's fine because that's how that's how David's father thought he was too. But I want to encourage you because you have to get started somewhere. You have to get started and you have to get started now. Time is short and uh, God's put a call in your life. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So um, the main text is going to be Matthew 25. And I spoke about this last time. I really feel like I hit a vein and I want to go a little bit further into this. And this is the parable of the talent. And so this is the thing. When you when you listen to this, this passage of scripture, you need to think about it as the perspective of that this is your whole entire life. It's a type and shadow of your whole entire life. And so um, so let me read it to you. It's Matthew 25 in verse 14. It says, For it is just like a man who was about to take a journey, and he called his servants together and entrusted them with his possessions. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And then he went on his journey. The one who had received the five talents went at once, traded with them, and he made a profit, gained five more. So he doubled it. Verse 17, likewise, the one who had two made a profit and gained two more. So that's also double. And then it says, but the one who had received the one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, a long time after... Now, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled his accounts with them. And the one who had received the five talents came and brought him five more saying, Master, you entrusted to me five talents. See, I have made a profit and gained five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master." Also, the one who had two talents came forward saying, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have made a profit and gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. The one who had received one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and demanding man. First of all, he came with the insults. Not good. Reaping the harvest where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid to lose the talent and I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is your own. But his master answered him, you wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reaped the harvest where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter seed. Then you ought to have put my money with the bankers. And at, and at my return, I would have received my money back at least with interest. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. Pretty harsh story. Um, kind of hard to swallow if you if you if you're kind of identifying of the of the guy with the one talent and you know that God you know when I what the 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 talent represents is the call of God it is what God's presented to you um what what God's given you to do you know, many people haven't done um, anything with the call of God except for bury it in the ground because 
they're afraid, you know, or, or they don't know, they, they, they're, they've disqualified themselves somehow. They've let the devil lie to them. So they've hid this talent in the ground. And, you know, the thing is, is that there's going to be a day where you're going to stand before the master and settle these accounts. And you know what, what you can't do on that day is you can't give God the excuses as to why you did not multiply that talent. You can't stand there and say, God, but it was, it was 2022, God, it was, it was crazy out there. Like, I mean, God, you know, I, I just, you know, nobody invited me, you know, to go, to go preach, you know, in, in those big churches, like they do everybody else. And, you know, nobody, you know, nobody wanted me and God's going to, God's going to, you know, the, the, the answer to the servant who buried the talent is you are wicked and lazy. And that's, that's harsh. That's a harsh reality. And then he took the talent from the person who buried the talent, did nothing with it. And he gave it to the one who had the most. And, and so, you know, that, that, that shows you something. I think of my pastor because, because, um, pastor Rodney, you know, he, God has really multiplied them. They came to the United States of America with $300, three kids, three suitcases, you know, and, and, and really nothing except for the call of God. And so they came and, uh, you know, now you see, the 80 acres of property, the pavilion, we're doing a build out. I mean, it's the most, it's probably the most amazing church in America and what's, what God's doing right now in the rapid increase. And, and then the explosive growth because of, you know, because of, of the arrest and all of the stuff that happened in 2020, um, God took and, and just really exploded the ministry in an amazing way and the growth. And then you see, you know, to me, that's that's what what happened there is that there was people who weren't multiplying their talents, other people, other men of God who were supposed to multiply, and they backed down in 2020. And Pastor Rodney stood up, and then he was given he was given the ability to 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 uh, take in all the harvest of the souls that there was other people that were supposed to keep their church open and stand up for the gospel but because they closed god looked for someone that was faithful and my pastor was the one that was faithful and so then you see how god has increased god has increased this this ministry at a rapid pace and that's supernatural and that's what god's looking for so you know um i spoke about this in the last one but excellence and faithfulness and being a quality worker in God's field is what's going to make you multiply. That's what's going to make you multiply. When you go to the word of God and you look for the answer, that's what's going to make you multiply. Not when you look around for every excuse as to why you can't do this thing and why you can't do that thing. And will this person hurts you? And well, there's no open door here. No, but when you look and you say, God, I see in your word that I'm the seed of Abraham, and I see in your word that it's in my inheritance that I should multiply. It's in my inheritance that nations should be birthed from me, that kings and queens should come from me, that whole nations you know, should be saved through me because of the impact that my life would have on this earth. And I'm God, I, I, I will not stand before you and tell you some excuse as to why I didn't multiply what you put in my hands to multiply. And I hope this message, it kind of stings a little bit because I want you to feel that there's a short amount of time we have left. There's a short amount of time, which w- what that means is that God wants to rapidly increase you. He wants to do something in three years that it would have taken 30 years for somebody else to do because the time is short because Jesus is returning. We are close. We are closer now than we've ever been. 
to the return of Christ. So things have to happen rapidly, which means that you and I, as God's called people, as servants of God, as the as you know, kings and priests on this earth in the highest calling, that we have a job of work to do. And I want to read this scripture to you one more time because this has stood out in my spirit. God showed me this scripture. It just can't, it just came in my spirit on Sunday morning. Um, first Timothy 5:18, it says, I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, you shall not muzzle the ox while it's treading out the grain to keep it from eating. And the worker is worthy of his wages. He deserves fair compensation. So God is just and he will, he pays his workers fairly. So when you, when you've done a, a, a quality work for God, you don't, you don't lack in compensation when you've done quality work, not, we're not talking about I'm living by quote unquote faith, meaning I've thrown something in the offering bucket and I'm treating it like a wishing well. And then I go home and sit on my blessed assurance and I don't do anything. No, I'm, 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 I'm giving and I'm, and I'm working and I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto me. I'm blessed and I'm a blessing. I'm caught in the crossfire of blessing. I can't help but be blessed because I'm seeking the kingdom and I can't, I can't go backwards. I'm only moving forward. I'm multiplying. My life is is multiplying at such a rapid speed that even and those that are those that have not picked up the slack, God's adding to me more because there's others that God wanted to multiply, but because they were unfaithful and they buried that talent, God's now added more to me. And that's what I want to tell you. That's the place that you have to take in this final hour because because God separated the wheat from the chaff. He separated the body of Christ to show those who will stand for God and those who will stand before God and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And then those that will hear, you're lazy and you're wicked. And I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those that hears, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want to be one that has, you know, when, when, when we go to heaven, we get these crowns. And you know what's so awesome about that is that we, the Bible says that we have crowns and, and, and you know what we do with them is we worship God with them. We, we cast them before him. And I don't want to be empty handed in that moment. I want to be able to worship God. I want to be able to give him something. And I know that you're you're if you're listening to this, I know you feel the same way. My life has to count for something. I have to put my hand to something. And even in my attitude towards God, in my attitude towards the church, in my attitude towards my family, God help me, change me, mold me. Everything, you know, I want to tell you something. Everything you do is a seed, and the attitude of your heart is being recorded in heaven. The attitude of your heart is being recorded in heaven when you serve, when you give, the way you treat your mom and dad, your attitude's being recorded in heaven. So make sure you're sowing good seed. Make sure you're sowing good seed. So I want to tell you, and this may not be the end of this series, but I want to encourage you, go after excellence. Go all the way with this thing. Don't go halfway with this thing. Go all the way with this thing. You know, when you put your focus on God, all the other junk that the enemy tried to throw at you, all the depression, all the suicidal thoughts, all the all the all the the garbage, it really gets very very dim. The things of earth grow strangely dim. 
because you have a purpose and you're running after something and the word of God's consuming your thoughts and the word of God's consuming your heart and consuming your life. And you, and you, and you become so one track minded. I heard a quote from Bishop David Oyedepo. He said, the man, the man that is successful is extremely one track minded extremely narrow-minded, extremely goal-focused. So when you have that goal, and that goal is I'm going to stand before him, and I'm going to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, and I'm going to cast my crowns at his feet. I'm going to have something. I'm going to have something to give to the Lord. And you know, when we'll, we'll get into more in another, in another one, but you know, I just want to encourage you, if this podcast is doing something on the inside of you, if this podcast is stirring you up, you know, when you're in the presence of God, when you, when God's speaking to you, that's the time when you make decisions. And if you need to make some decisions and write some things down and change some things in your life, do it right now. Do it right now. Don't delay. And, and I want to tell you, if you're a young person, put yourself on track. Put yourself on track to to serving God by honoring your parents right now. Honor your mom and your dad right now. That puts you on track for a life. The Bible says it will go well with you in your life. You need to honor your parents. So that was, maybe that was for just, you know, well, that's for everybody. It really doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> you need to honor your mom and your dad. So we'll get more into this on another time. Get the book, Six Steps to Excellence in Ministry. You will not regret reading that. It's going to help you. It's going to bless you. And uh, keep listening, keep joining us, keep letting us know how these have been blessing you. Share it with your friends on Instagram, send it to somebody. We love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you soon.